0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't
0: let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie
2: do. Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure.
0: New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts.
1: Blue Wire.
2: Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win!
0: Yo yo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Clip and Roll. I'm your host, Justin Russo.
1: I'm your other host, Farbod SSR from Sports Illustrated.
0: This podcast is being brought to you by Bet Online, Blue Wire, and Indeed. Farbod, I must man up to this. I apologize to you. We were supposed to record last week, and you said, "Hey, do you want to record?" This was like last Thursday, and I said no because I'm lazy and I didn't feel like recording. So I want to apologize to you and the listeners. I'm sorry.
1: Listen, we get it. Now that you uh, are kind of credentialed, you're kind of big time. Couldn't make time for us little guys. I understand.
0: It's not the first time you've been referred to as a little guy.
1: Uh, It's definitely not. But I know somebody else who didn't refer to me as that.
0: Okay. Anyways, um, look, this last week has been kind of crazy i guess because it's been media week for the clippers so on last monday last it, monday oh it, my.
1: it definitely felt like dunking on the clippers week that's what it felt like <laughs> i
0: it just it was a really weird week of like uh like the like the interviews so for people who don't know and haven't watched any of the videos like so like they hold they host these all on zoom and you're watching them on zoom and then like later on in the day Uh, the Clippers will actually upload the videos to their official YouTube site or YouTube page. So if you actually want to watch them, um, just head on over to the Clippers' YouTube official page, and they're all on there from, I believe, last Monday? No, I'm sorry, last Tuesday. They started last Tuesday with uh, Evita Zubats and Luke Kennard, and then Wednesday was Lawrence Frank and Ty Thursday was Serge Ibaka and Marcus Morris Sr., Friday was Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They took Saturday off. And then it got kind of weird. So, like, those days were all those people speaking each for 15 minutes. Or on Lawrence Frank and Ty Lue's case, a combined 30 minutes together because they were a joint uh, presser. And then on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, you get three different players or coaches, and you get them for, like, six, seven minutes. It's just – it's like a blitz of interviews, and it's just – It's almost hard to keep up, right?
1: I mean, that's how media day is. Media Days, you're supposed to get everybody all at once. But I guess just everything's just going to be kind of weird this year. So there's no real precedent for what we were expecting. And then I think once the season starts, assuming we're not allowed in, which nobody knows, uh, it's going to be like how it was in the bubble where there's going to be two – Zoom conferences—one for Kawhi and PG, and then the other for the locker room.
0: Man, this season's gonna be weird, ain't it? Everything yeah, I'm is just—I'm really,
1: not really looking forward to this season.
0: You're not? I mean, I'm kind of not either. Like, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it in the aspect of like basketball's back, so I, I'm kind of interested to see what happens, especially for the Clippers. But man, it's gonna be a
1: weird year. Eh. But it's like, oh, you're just it's, thrilled. It's just, it's weird because it's, it's going to be a weird year, but it's also super important. Like it sucks that this is an important year. Like that this is such a hugely important year for like the Clippers and the Bucks, right? Uh, I, it's it's uh, You kind of wish next year was the important year because that'll be a lot more of a normal year.
0: And apparently important for the Houston Rockets too, but that's another story that we'll actually get yeah. into later. Um, yeah, that's a different yeah. story. It's a different story for a little bit later in the show. That's a, that's what we call a teaser, folks. Um, what was your big takeaway so far from Media Week, by the way? Because, I mean, look, everyone pretty much talked. I think the only people who haven't talked are Reggie Jackson, Patrick Patterson, and like the rookies, right? So everybody else has really talked for the most part, unless I'm mistaken, right?
1: Yeah, just Reggie Jackson and the rookies. I think and
0: Patrick we, Patterson. Patrick Patterson we, hasn't talked.
1: The biggest takeaway I saw, at least so far, was a. They're motivated after blowing the three-one lead. Uh, oh there boy, was, some it was motivation
0: a word? <laughs> yeah,
1: there's some kind of different responses from certain people. Like Kawhi said, you know, he, he's moved on. Uh, Patrick Beverly says, like. He's, uh, Patrick Beverly, sorry, the cat just opened the door somehow on its own, like literally just like got the doorknob and opened the door. Carl
0: Anthony Towns is there?
1: No, but, um, yeah.
0: I'm sorry. That was a good one.
1: Kawhi said, you know, he's already moved past it. He never got hung up on game seven. Patrick Beverly said he was hung up on it. Lou said he wasn't. Zoo said he was. So like everybody seems to have varying degrees of how much they're hung up over you know losing that 3-1 lead but they all seem motivated regardless and then the other big thing is that I kept hearing is like they don't want to skip the little things this season
0: yeah, that was the other thing. Uh, so here's here was a quote that Kawhi Leonard gave uh, quote. It does leave a bad taste in your mouth blowing a three one lead. That is a direct quote from Kawhi Leonard. And then he went on to say, but, you know, I love it. These are the things that build the player. It's the things that I like. The challenge, the road of going to a championship is hard. I love the process. I'm enjoying the process still. We'll see how strong we are and see if we can build from things like this. It's what makes players. I mean, he sounds like a focused guy.
1: I mean, he sounds like the only guy that's won a championship besides Serge, he sounds like the only guy that's won a championship. So, like, he's which was interesting moving.
0: I mean, you bring up Serge, which was interesting because in Serge's interview, he mentions how he saw the problems with the Clippers. In the bubble, even though he defined it as, quote, what I saw from afar, here's what Serge had to say. Uh, quote, what I saw from afar, I feel, I feel like they had everything, you know, than just maybe the manner of doing things. They didn't do all the little things right. Sometimes when you have big players or on paper, you are the best team. Sometimes you have a tendency to forget all the little things, the details. It's very important to us no matter how good you are. From afar, I felt like it was a lot of little things, details, good habits. The team didn't have it last year. So that's what Sergi Bakken saw, and Sergi Bakken wasn't even on the team. Which yeah. by the way, could mean he really did see that, or that's what Kawhi Leonard told him.
1: It's it's funny because like nobody else kept talking about how the Clippers are skipping the little things until now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's the- true, but it's just funny to hear nobody speak up about that until now.
0: I mean, the Patrick Beverly stuff was interesting when he spoke because he mentioned that, like, I think his quote was like, now is what matters. Yeah. And then and you're like, oh, like, all right, well, I mean, that's good to know. It's I mean, he's not wrong. So, like, if you take this is I'm not going to list the full quote because he said a a thing. He says. Uh, collectively, have we been put in situations to be mentally tough throughout the year? Collectively? I don't know, but I tell you one thing we have motivation. Now there's that word motivation. And now is what matters really can't look in the past and see what we didn't do, not do well. I'm sorry, really can't look in the past and see what we didn't do well, not do well, or did do well. You live like that. You'll stress yourself out. So it's like he acknowledges what happened but is ready to move on. And that's the attitude people should have.
1: Yeah, I just... Uh, the the one thing I hope... Because I was actually literally writing an article uh, before we were about to go live, where I, I said the, the one thing I, that needs to be seen from them is opening night, like, they need to come out with some crazy intensity. Like, where you know these guys aren't messing around. I mean, although it might be kind of hard because... And the scheduling is so weird and COVID and everything. but Yeah, there's a... See, I don't want to help with that same level of... There's one year of Lob City. I think it was like... I don't remember what year it was. But like they started the season like 10-1 and 1 or something. Yeah, we've and talked like, about this before. Yeah, and it was like, oh shit, they're not messing around. They need to come out with that kind of fire to start the season. Because everybody's already sleeping on them all over again too. Which is crazy because... Anything they got better. It's
0: I don't want to hinge everything on opening night though. So I understand why you're like, you know, opening night they need to come out, it, but it's not just about opening night. It's a as Kawhi Leonard even says, it's a process. So it's like opening night's important just because you want to get started off on the right foot and you want to take a one-nothing lead, uh in a in a season series, mind you, against the Lakers, or against any divisional opponent, if you really just want to be honest with with everybody, so this year there's 72 games, but you're only playing teams in your conference three times, so if you lose that first game on opening night to the Lakers, you have to win the next two to win the season series, you know, just in case you're tied in the standings, you know, that's how you get home court, so... You know, opening night is important, but I don't want to sit here and be like, well, if they don't show up on opening night really well, that's the end of their season because that's not how it really goes. But, you know, I mean, I'm excited to see what they can be. You know, I asked Ty Lue today, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, like his his outlook for the offense, because I wanted to understand what are the things on offense that they're trying to do and so I, so I asked him about, it. I said, like, what, are, like, what are you trying to do with this team, you know, to get them out of their comfort zone, basically. And he goes on to say, like, changing sides of the floor. Um, and then he, he said a quote, like he had a, a, a phrase, I guess, that was really interesting. Um, how to play after the play. So, like, the ball doesn't get stuck in one guy's hands. Like, if the initial action breaks down, the ball doesn't get stuck in Kawhi Leonard's hands or Paul George's or loose hands. The ball's constantly moving. There's weak side. like, all this stuff. So, like, you hear this stuff and you're like, you know, you get excited as a fan, as someone writing about the team, you know, covering the team, whatever. Like, it it gets you excited. It's also just a process, and I think we have to acknowledge that.
1: Yeah. The only thing is, like, I don't know how many times I want to hear, like, impatience is a thing, right? You know, Michael Jordan didn't win after X amount of years with his team. Giannis hasn't won in X amount of years. The Lakers, I mean, they won in that first year with AD, but it was also a freaking weird year where everybody blew it. Uh, but at some point, you just want to stop hearing the word process, Because that was all we heard from Kawhi and Doc and everyone last year was we're still a work in progress. We're still progress. We're still progress. But like, sure, that's true. But like you have more talent than everyone. So I don't want to hear about how it's a process every single time you lose to like the Orlando Magic or the Wizards. or It's a different bit Wizards now. But like that was such a cop out word for the team for the longest time last season where... You just kind of become tired of hearing that word. Granted, it means something different this time with a brand new coach. So you could you can go back to using that word for like the first half of the season or so. But at some point, it, stop, it stops losing its value.
0: 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. of online job seekers in the United States are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore total visits. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it, fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. By the time you guys are hearing this podcast, we have two days to go until the preseason opener, which is Lakers Clippers at Staples Center. Friday night, December 11th, 7 p.m. local time. Um, Farbot and I are going to talk about the Western Conference right now because a lot has happened this offseason. Russell Westbrook has left the Western Conference entirely. Uh, John Wall has come over from the Washington Wizards to the Houston Rockets in exchange for him. You know, the Denver Nuggets lost Jeremy Grant. They lost um, Mason Plumley, but they got Jermichael Green. They re-signed Paul Millsap. You know, the, the Lakers got Montres Harrell. They got Marcus All. You know, they lost a couple guys, but it's no big deal. Um, Oklahoma City trades Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns. So they're fully doing their rebuild year, which, by the way, kudos to Oklahoma City. If you're going to do a full-on rebuild year, by God, do it the year that no fans can show up. There you go. That's a smart idea. Um, Utah's going to have another year together. Uh, Dallas, you know... It looks like they're on the rise. Portland looks healthy. I mean, if Portland gets healthy, they're going to be good. And they traded for Robert Covington from Houston. You know, Memphis is young and upcoming. You know, Phoenix got Chris Paul. They look like they're going to be um, a really solid to good team. They also signed Jay Crowder. The Spurs are the Spurs. Um, but who knows what they have in store. The Pelicans, they're going to get a full season of Zion. But they traded Drew Holiday to Milwaukee.
1: The Spurs didn't uh, really do anything at all, huh?
0: No, not really. Okay. um. Minnesota. <laughs> I like I to ask because I know we could, we kind of forget about them a little bit,
1: right? It felt um, like they literally did nothing.
0: They might not have done anything. I, I don't know. I'd have to go look. Oh, no, no. They re-signed Jakob Pertl because uh, he was a restricted free
1: agent, who was really good, by the way. And they didn't do anything new. They didn't they do anything they new. Didn't from- they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't do anything.
0: From what I can recollect, I don't believe they did anything new. Uh, Minnesota, drafts number one overall gets Anthony Edwards. You know, they're going to have Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Golden State, you know, looking like they're going to go full year of Steph and Draymond and number two overall pick James Wiseman. But Clay Thompson tears his ACL in training, uh, you know, just before training camp opens, which is, you know, just just devastating Um, as a basketball fan sucks. I hate injuries. And so I wish him the best in his road to recovery, you know, especially because. Just every, No, I'm sorry. Was it ACL? It was ACL, right?
1: Uh,
0: Achilles. Achilles. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. It was originally ACL, and then now Achilles. Good Lord, that poor guy. Um, and then Sacramento, you know, they're going through things over there. They lose Bogdan Bogdanovich to the Atlanta Hawks and restricted free agency. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot going on in the West. Uh, if you had to... Rank the let's do this in tiers first and then we'll discuss the teams. Who would you be your tier one in the West? What teams
1: team or teams? Uh, I mean, I would still put Lakers and Clippers in tier one. OK. All right. Uh, tier two. Probably just the Nuggets.
0: Even with the people that they've lost?
1: Yeah, because Jamal Murray's still young. Jokic can still get like all their good guys can still get better.
0: Okay, that's understandable.
1: Tier three, uh, maybe Utah and Phoenix.
0: I can buy that. Uh, tier four.
1: If if Harden is gone, I'll put the Rockets at tier three. If he is not, if he's if he's there, like, sorry, if he's gone. He's, they're not going to be in tier three. If he stays, he's in tier three. But I can't imagine he stays.
0: Uh, just out of curiosity, what tier do you have Dallas in and Portland?
1: Oh, sorry, Dallas should be in tier three. Okay, what about actually? Portland? Hold on, let me. This might be easier for me if I do the standings first and then the tiers because I don't okay. have it written down, so I'm like not.
0: Yeah, I'm asking you to go off memory. That's my bad. Go ahead.
1: Okay, let me let me write this down as I'm saying it just to make my life easier.
0: Yeah, that's Um, what we are here for, to make your life easier, buddy.
1: That's what your mom's here for. Excuse me? (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I might be old, but I can still hear, baby.
1: Okay. So one's Lakers for me. Two's Clippers. Three's Nuggets. Four is, I'd say, Dallas. Although they didn't really do anything that crazy to me.
0: So the only thing Dallas really did was – traded seth curry for josh richardson
1: five i put jazz okay uh six the warriors are gonna be a real question mark because if they had clay i would have put them in the top four without clay they can still get the top four but they're one injury away like if steph misses 10 games like they are i don't even think
0: i don't even think it would take 10 games i think if he missed like five or
1: six but like what I'm saying is they're going to lose like almost every game that he Oh missed. yeah,
0: I see what you're saying, yeah.
1: Like they there's there's no backup. Uh that's the that's it's almost like the Clippers when they had Blake Griffin and Baron Davis, like when they were all healthy they're in 8th seed, but like if one if Blake or Baron or Eric Gordon missed a game, like they lose that game.
0: By the way, uh, speaking speaking uh, this just reminded me. You saying Steph Curry backup just reminded me. Uh, Kai Bowman also has not talked on Clippers Media Week. Continue.
1: Um, So I'm just going to assume... I'll say Suns at six. Okay. Blazers at seven. Okay. And then Warriors at eight. Okay, so you have Lakers, Clippers,
0: which and Nuggets, which is unchanged from this past season. Yeah. Dallas, Utah, Phoenix, Portland, Golden State.
1: But the four through eight... I think are going to be a bloodbath again. I think three through eight are going to be pretty bloody. Yeah. I th- I th- I would I, it's going to be weird, man. Um, and this like, is without yeah. taking COVID into account because like, yeah, once that if that gets taken into account and like random dudes are just missing 14 days or 10 days, like that changes the trajectory of everything. So it's really, really hard to gauge. And that's going to happen too.
0: So I have a hard time disagreeing with those eight. The only team I might disagree with, and this is going to probably catch me some flack, I might disagree a little bit with the Warriors. Um, As much as I like Steph and think Steph is one of the greatest players I've ever had the privilege to watch, uh, that offense is him and nobody else. And I don't know how viable that is right now at this juncture.
1: Yeah... I did a lot. I think like well, depends to see how Wiggins does with him. He's still on the team, right? Supposedly. So if like, I don't mean I not to crap on Andrew. I, I,
0: yeah, I don't want to crap on Andrew Wiggins. I actually like Andrew Wiggins as a person. Because
1: um, if he can just great... be decent, like that's still a good amount of points for them. But I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make it. You know, but like, who would you have in place?
0: Wouldn't it be well, this that's the interesting part. Wouldn't it be a little bit weird if the Rockets trade James Harden and the eight seed comes down to a Rockets Warriors, like Slugfest?
1: Which could happen. By the way,
0: by the way, that's the other thing that we haven't actually discussed yet. The seven and eight seeds have play-ins. Oh yeah. So, like, we say seven and eight, they might not be in the actual postseason. It might be the nine and ten.
1: Yeah, that's, so, I, so with that, looking at that, my tiers would be, I would still be willing to say tier one is Lakers and Clippers. Okay. Uh, tier two is the Nuggets. Tier three is the Mavs and the Jazz. And then tier four is the Blazers and the Suns. And then the Warriors in tier five. Yeah. And like a wild card tier, I guess. Okay. So
0: I would rank it if I had to go, I'll say Lakers tier one, they are the champions for me. If you are the champion, you're in your own tier tier two. I will say the Clippers by themselves. I firmly believe at the end of the day, they're a top two team in the West and clear above anybody else who can fight for second uh, for a top two spot between them and the Lakers. Um to try to usurp them, I guess uh, three in tier three, I have Utah and I think Phoenix. I think I'm going to go Utah Phoenix tier four. I'm going to go Dallas, Portland, Denver as much as Jokic and Murray showed out in the bubble post season. And look, as someone who watched them torment my team, especially Jokic, Murray didn't really do it until game seven or game six, whatever game that was that he went crazy. Um, I They lost a lot. Losing Jeremy Grant is big. And I understand we're going to laugh in, you know at the Mason Plumlee contract, but like Mason Plumlee was important for them. Now, I love Jermichael Green, and he's going there to fill a huge role of probably getting 20, 25 minutes a night. And I wish him nothing but the best. I love that dude. He played hard. He was, he was helpful for the team. Every, everything I could say about the guy. Um, they're going to need a stellar year from him, and he can do it. Denver kind of worries me, though. Um, they need a big leap from Michael Porter Jr., and I don't know if it's there. It could be there. <laughs> it could be. I just don't know. For For me, though, Utah is firmly third. I'm going to tell you why. Utah has the most continuity. They didn't really lose anybody. I don't believe. And they got Derek favors back to be their backup center to help them with rim protection. when go bears off the floor. It's no more Tony Bradley minutes at center for the Utah jazz. So Utah for me is third. And I would actually not be shocked to see them in third by a quote unquote considerable margin for a 72 game schedule, which is probably like two games or so. Um, two or three games, I guess. But, um, after them, it's Phoenix and Portland for me. I really like the Robert Covington trade for Phoenix. Chris Paul's Chris Paul, man. I'm going to hate on the dude. That dude is a baller extraordinaire. So it's going to be an interesting season in the West, especially if the Lakers and Clippers, you know, the Clippers have six back to backs in the first half of the season. And Kawhi Leonard's sitting out six of those games. So we just obviously don't know which ones will sit out. But at the end of the day, the Lakers and the Clippers are probably going to try to like injury manage guys and make sure they don't burn themselves out.
1: I don't even know who the lake, like I feel like the Lakers are going to really manage things at the beginning of the season.
0: In the beginning, they probably will. You know what? The weirdest part is by the way, and I've said this already is like, we don't know what the second half of the schedule is. And like, I ended up looking at like some of the teams that, uh, the Clippers were already going to be done with. So for instance, did you know in the first half of this schedule, the Clippers have, well, have already played the Sacramento Kings all three times.
1: Good. I I, there, I used to I used to be like the Kings could never beat the Clippers, but now I want no part of the Kings ever because somehow the Clippers just keep blowing it against them.
0: They're done with Sacramento by Super Bowl Sunday, February seventh. That's Good. a lot, and then they don't play the Kings ever again after that. I never want to um, see the Kings again. They're done with Utah by February nineteenth. Hmm. So, yeah, two of the teams are already done with.
1: Um, Utah the thing about Utah is they my opinion they should have been higher last year they kind of just never clicked with Mike Conley Um, so
0: that they also got hurt by the Bogdanovich like uh, injuries at times
1: but they I mean the ceiling for Utah is still pretty high like talent wise they still have a a ton of talent just like I think I think the ceiling for Denver is high too but I think Utah should have been higher to begin with.
0: So they play, the Clippers play 13 of the other 14 Western conference teams in the first half of the season. Uh, they, they don't play one of them. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly which one they don't play. So they play the Lakers Mavs. I don't think they play Houston. Yeah, they don't play Houston. The Houston, the Rockets are the only team the Clippers don't play in the first half of the season, if you can actually believe that. So that's actually rather interesting. Um, at least as far as Western Conference teams go. They play the Lakers once, the Nuggets once, the Mavericks once, the Timberwolves twice, home and away. They play the Blazers once. They play Utah all three times, two at home, one on the road. They play Phoenix and the Spurs once. They play Golden State twice, both on the road and both within three days, which is actually good because you get rid of it right away. Uh, they play Portland once at home. they play Sacramento once on the road, twice at home, so they're done with them. They play Oklahoma City twice, both games at home also within a three day span, which means the third meeting, which will be in the second half of the season, will be in Oklahoma City um, and they play Memphis twice, both on the road and uh just like the other ones. Uh, You play them back-to-back. However, this one is actually a true back-to-back Farbod. They play them Thursday, February 25th, and then Friday, February uh, 26th. So they play an actual back-to-back in Memphis, which obviously means Kawhi Leonard's not playing one of those games. And also means that the third and final meeting in the second half of the season will be at Staples Center. Um, They play Eastern Conference teams twice, maximum. They finish up against these Eastern Conference teams in the first half of the season. Chicago, Miami, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Boston, Washington. So that's actually kind of crazy, right? Like you finish up with six Eastern Conference teams in the first half of the schedule. That's weird, right?
1: It's, you know, I was thinking as you're saying that is like, if James Harden is gone from Houston, I wonder what it's going to be like playing against Houston because it just felt for the longest time, Playing against Houston was just like the least fun experience where every team who goes against them gets <laughs> pissed off, and they were just like somehow people would get into a fight or someone would get ejected or they'd get pissed off at the foul calls, or it was just tedious or it was like nails on a chalkboard. without that, I really end with a new coach entirely like and would be completely different where I'm like there's just no bla- bad blood anymore that I feel like anyone's gonna have with Houston.
0: Yeah, because you're just going to look at John Wall and be like, I can't hate you. Like, you're, you're fine. You know what I mean? Um, I guess in a lot of ways, you kind of look at them like how, I guess, other people looked at the Lob City Clippers after they broke up.
1: Yeah, or maybe OKC, too. Yeah, like
0: Sans Russ, and, and and all those guys.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just so weird, though, because I was so used to for so long. Anytime they played the Rockets, I was like, ah, oh, great a million threes and a million foul calls and it's gonna be high variance and who knows what's gonna happen but like um, if, entirely like the whole trajectory of the system is gone at that point
0: yeah i mean it, it was hardened system and he gone uh the clippers start off with two road games uh one of them technically a road game it's opening night against the lakers at Staples center um it is a road game for the clippers They then go to Denver for Christmas Day. They have two days off and then play on Christmas Day at Denver, which Patrick Beverly has talked about, quote, getting our lick back, which I appreciate. Um, Then they come home for three, Dallas, Minnesota, Portland. Minnesota and Portland are back-to-back. They then go on the road for two, which is Utah and Phoenix, come back for one game against San Antonio, before going up to Golden State, the, the first game against Golden State is the second night of a back to back. The second game against Golden State is not a back to back, but it's you playing Golden State twice in a row in three days. Um, both of those games are on ESPN. It'll be interesting to see if the Clippers sit Kawhi Leonard for injury management on the home game against San Antonio or
1: the row game in Golden State. So, who's, At- who's who's the worst team in the league now? Because it felt like it was Charlotte before and the Knicks maybe Phoenix and Detroit. like Atlanta and Detroit. is it Detroit even if Blake is playing it's either it's
0: so it's either going to be Detroit Cleveland or Sacramento
1: like who's the one that like when you see it on the schedule you're like oh thank god because before it felt like it was Atlanta or Charlotte for sure I mean, right. it's still probably
0: going to be like Charlotte so it'll probably
1: still be like Charlotte I mean Charlotte's not going to be that easy anymore they're not going to be hard. Not going to be hard, but they're not going to well, be. Like, well,
0: it depends on what Gordon Hayward they get, I guess.
1: It's not going to be like a, like facing the Knicks. Like, I feel like the Knicks will still be one of the worst.
0: Okay. Oh, you know, I to tell you where we're at in the basketball world, I forgot about the New York Knicks. So Charlotte, New York, Cleveland. Um, Oklahoma City.
1: Maybe because uh, I don't even know who's on that team anymore besides like Shay and a couple like two others.
0: I think Shay is the only one you actually know just based on the way you said Shay and two others.
1: I was going say Lou, but Lou. Whatever. I forgot how to say. I don't know how to say his last name. The one who is guarding Harden really well. Oh,
0: Lou Dort.
1: Yeah, I don't know how to say his name.
0: All right. Can you name five players on OKC? Let's play this game. So Shea and Dort, you got two.
1: Uh, they don't have Gallo. They don't have Chris. They don't have Steven Adams. No, no one. No. Yeah.
0: By the way, Steven Adams now in New Orleans. That's interesting.
1: They might be the ninth seed. I just don't.
0: Losing Drew Holiday is not a small thing, by the way, for them. So,
1: yeah, but they do have like Brandon Ingram and Zion. And like they, they have enough yeah. pieces to be better. Than they have them.
0: talent. I just don't they think they JJ, know right? how to use it. Say that again.
1: Stuff JJ, right?
0: Correct. And he hates Stan Van Gundy's defensive stuff. Uh, Jokingly,
1: by the man, way. Man, who the hell is Terrence Ferguson?
0: Uh, no, he's actually not on the team anymore. Shit. <laughs> All right, they have three veterans on this team, and I know you can name them. Raymond Felton. No, I'm talking veterans that are at least 34.
1: Uh, guys,
0: you know, for a fact, like not like, oh, ha ha ha. Like, no, these
1: these are actually
0: Trevor Ariza.
1: Dude, I don't even know where he went.
0: We played that game a couple weeks ago. Remember, we're like, where in the world is Trevor? Ariza? Okay, Apparently, another it's okay. one. Al Horford. Really? Yeah, he got traded there. That was the uh, Danny Green trade.
1: Oh, that's random. Man, I just didn't pay any attention to OKC. You want the other guy? Yeah. George Hill. I thought he was on the Pelicans.
0: No, no, no. He he went to OKC. I mean, he was on the Pelicans and went to OKC.
1: Is he on okay, the Pelicans? Well, he's, no. He's definitely going to be gone from there in the middle of the season.
0: Uh, yeah, I would actually not be shocked if he got bought out.
1: He is definitely gone from there in the middle of the season.
0: Maybe not bought out. He'll get traded. He'll
1: At get the traded.
0: trade deadline. I mean,
1: yeah, dude, I don't know. Okay, wow, that's going to be weird. I don't know anybody on the Thunder then.
0: So the Thunder starting lineup is probably going to be Shea, George Hill, Trevor Ariza. No, no, no. Shea, Lugens, Dort, Trevor Ariza. Someone Al Horford. So would
1: it probably be the Thunder and the Kings will be the bottom two? Thunder are for sure going to be the worst team. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're trying to be. And I don't blame them. Um,
0: And then, yeah, uh, Kings are going to be pretty bad. Knicks are going to be bad. Cavs probably still going to be bad. Hornets not going to be good.
1: The Wolves will be interesting.
0: The Wolves are going to be really interesting.
1: Um, Because they've underperformed every year. And now
0: that you, now that they got D'Lo and Kat and they're good friends, and then they add, add Anthony Edwards. By the way, uh, my heart goes out to Carl Anthony Towns because not only did he lose his mother, he revealed in a media day that he lost six other relatives. So uh, from yeah, COVID. I don't even
1: really want him to play, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Um, my condolences to Carl Anthony Towns. This is it's horrific. Um but yeah, what is your ceiling for Phoenix? I don't mean to change from somber to this, but, you know. I think at best, a four seed. At best, a four seed? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. What's your prediction for Western Conference Finals?
1: I mean, the smart money is still Lakers-Clippers, but you, this is going to be a weird season.
0: We got to get there first. We thought we were getting that last year and then, ho. Oh, I mean, but that you
1: know. was still the smart money. Like if you were to bet money. Yeah, it's true. It's still the smart money. You, you want to you take COVID or whatever can happen can happen with COVID or injuries. But if you're just betting with house money, you go Lakers Clippers. Even if even though the Clippers blew it, they still have the same level of talent as last year. Like it'd be dumb to not take that again.
0: Uh, we always have started to end this on a movie quote. So I want to ask you, what movie have you actually watched recently?
1: The last movie I watched, which is really random, was a Korean zombie movie called Hashtag Alive.
0: Yeah, that is random.
1: Yes. <laughs> Were that
0: there any other quotes in that?
1: No. no but it was, no. it was interesting because like, It was like a zombie movie, but the dude was in his apartment the whole time and like it was safely barricaded because it was in a complex, but he had Internet and power the whole time. But then it was just like a matter of running out of food. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt realistic as to what would happen for a lot of people in a zombie apocalypse or like they would be in an apartment complex.
0: So I recently watched uh, rewatched one of my favorite movies, which is Last of the Mohicans. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Isn't that Avatar? no sir please uh it's with daniel day lewis for those who do not know this is back from like 1992 or something uh i was seven years old believe it or not far was still not around um you probably weren't around right
1: i don't i was gonna say something messed up but yeah probably wasn't around
0: (laughs) all right there's a really good quote in that movie and the quote is death and honor are thought to be the same but today, I have learned that sometimes they are not.
1: And with that, I, I did everybody. A favorite movie quote, actually.
0: Oh God, go ahead. If you if you do the um, it's, it's
1: not a dumb one. It's actually one of my favorites ever. Go ahead. It's from the movie Old Boy, which is a Korean movie, and it's it's laugh and the world laughs with you, weep and you weep alone. That's actually a great quote. Yeah, that's one of my favorite quotes.
0: By the way, hearing Old Boy reminds me of the movie Rock and Rolla. Have you ever seen that?
1: No, but I saw all the other Guy Ritchie movies.
0: See, I love Guy Ritchie.
1: Yeah, I, I like Snatch the most, though,
0: easily. Of course. Rock and Roller though, has an insane cast. Insane. And you need to watch it. Uh, there's another quote in that movie that says, uh, there's no school like the old school, and I'm the effing headmaster.
1: <laughs> That's some Roddy Piper sounding like <laughs> they live stuff. Yeah.
0: Right. Just when they think, what is it? Just when they, they think, think they, they got all the answers, answers. i change changed the questions.
1: And it's like the bubble gum line too.
0: Yeah. Right. All right, guys. Uh, and ladies, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll see everybody sometime next week. Um, like we said, preseason starts on the 11th. So that's Friday. Um, we're probably not going to record until probably next Monday or Tuesday. And we'll discuss what the first two preseason games look like. Um, everybody's please stay safe. Um, the stay at home order has been, I guess, reenacted in the state of California. If you are listening to this in the state of California, so please stay safe. If you have to go out, wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. Um, we're almost through 2020 folks. And the NBA season is almost upon us. Everybody please stay safe. farbad, do you have anything left for the good people?
1: Um, mm, no, but if you watch the show or listen to the show, send us a tag on Twitter. Cause I'm just curious.
0: Oh, okay. All right. You're trying to get stalked. All right, everybody take it easy. Stay chill. Stay safe. Have a good night.
2: If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50+, for the LGBTQ community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to RCAHelp.com slash podcast for help. help RCAHelp.com slash podcast.